Hey folks, before we start, we just want to say that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Enjoy! was that actually i loved it hello and welcome to actually i loved it the show that tries to bring out the goodness in all the shit we see. We do, we bring us of joy and, and happiness. Yes, in yes. Dark, dark places. From dark, dark, dark places. Even even kids' movies. Even the darkness um, of children's films. The, the darkness of children's films. That sounds like an autobiography. <laughs> it's my, my autobiography. <laughs> My name is Kayla Hamill. And my name is Katie Nevercote. And this week I challenged Katie to watch the cult classic, The Bee Movie. <laughs> oh, very good, Katie. I, I see what you did. I gave it a the at the end. It doesn't even deserve that. It's just called Bee Movie. I do enjoy the idea of calling it The Bee Movie. I feel <laughs> like it's it like elevates it's the only thing. It. it separates it, doesn't it? It's like you don't actually know the title. It's just, oh, you know, the B movie. Oh my god, that's the way that's the way it should stay, actually. <laughs> Be as vague as possible about this dumb, <laughs> dumb movie. Okay, so it's just some info about uh B movie or the B movie. Mm-hmm. Um it was directed by Simon Smith. Simon J. Smith. Oh, no, there's two st- No, that's the same person. He's just directed it twice. <laughs> Simon Smith, Simon J. Smith, okay, mm-hmm. Steve Hickner and Stephen Hickner. Oh, my God, it's too – okay, so I've Are read you sure? this. And, and <laughs> do you know what they've given me? They've given me their names and then mm. they've given me their names again but with okay. a little extra. So were there four directors or are there two directors, Kayla? <laughs> okay, already this movie is, is a psychological thriller. <laughs> I don't know how many people directed it. But this movie definitely has multiple personalities uh, and it's shown through the thousands of people who directed it. Uh, it was it was written by Spike Fierstan, 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 Jerry Seinfeld. Thank you for that, Jerry. Barry Marder, Andy Robin, Chuck Martin and Tom Papa. Mm, a lot of masculine energy in there. Very, very masculine. Um, I love, I love it when an actor stars in a movie that they've written um it's it's an extra bonus when they've directed it too yeah it's just a little bit little extra icing on the cake the cherry on top (laughs) the cherry jerry on top oh get out of town um (laughs) so so this movie came out in 2007 2008 uh the runtime is 90 minutes too long and we can (laughs) we can thank paramount pictures for that and it it features a, a star-studded cast of Jerry Seinfeld, Renee Zellweger, Arthur Warburton, who pretty much plays, again, 
he's the same character in so many movies. <laughs> but don't let me go down into that rabbit hole. We can't visit Benjamin Bradigan. Uh, John Goodman, Matthew Broderick, Ray Lee. <laughs> Did you say Arthur Warburton? Isn't it Patrick? Shut up. It's Patrick Warburton. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's Patrick Warburton. <laughs> I I read it as Patrick and I was like, you know what? I'm going to name him Arthur. I think he'd sound better as an Arthur. He he doesn't at all look like an Arthur, but <laughs> let's call him Arthur. Um, yeah, so Arthur. Ray, Ray Liotta and Chris Rock. Yeah. Now, let me go through a couple of uh, reviews. I'm I'm you, so I'm so keen. I'm so excited. So hit me. The, okay. It's... It's rated 50%, like the tomato meter, 50% gave it raspberries. Gave, gave it raspberries? Is that is that how you say the <laughs> phrase? I sound like an old woman. Is that, is that how the young kids say it these days? What I think it's just like, uh, it's like a fresh rating. Okay. So it's like 50% of critics said it was good and 50% said it was bad. Well, either way. Much like this podcast, I expect. <laughs> either way, 50-50. <laughs> That's not accurate. Um, I only chose, obviously, negative reviews because <laughs> I disagree with all of the positive ones. Uh, from from the Daily Ta- Telegraph, uh, we have amusing and likable, but scarcely memorable. What they do you did say, say about amusing. That? They did say amusing and likable. Yeah, but I'm am- calling that a win. <laughs> You have to find wins somewhere. Are you somewhere. saying you want to remember everything, Kayla? Because I don't. <laughs> Why? Why are you saying that you don't want to remember? You don't want to remember the B movie? No, 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 not the B movie. I'm just saying, like all positive experiences. Like you yes. don't have to remember everything in detail to have enjoyed something. True, true. And memory is a very interesting thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's block that uh, from our memory then. Okay. So Dorothy Wooden. Yeah. Uh, also, none of these people decided to give any star ratings, which I think it was just too much effort for them. <laughs> um, Dorothy Woodend said, Seinfeld's dry delivery makes for a certain adult sensibility, <laughs> but even the horde of celebrity cameos can't really lift the story off the ground. This is a movie about bees who fly. The story didn't go. Well, they didn't. Katie. They didn't need celebrities to help lift them because they're they're bees and they have wings. No, they had. Okay, okay. I want to go. Let's let's divert slightly. I've got one more review, okay. but let's divert slightly before we do that. Yeah. I've looked up honey bee anatomy because I'm assuming that was the um, the bees that were presented represented in this movie. Yes. These have two pairs of wings. Mm-hmm. They only had one pair, Katie. I feel like I saw two pairs. I feel like you squinted and you decided <laughs> that you saw two pairs. <laughs> I'm I'm rearing at the bit to get into this, so hit me with that. <laughs> hit me with that final critic review. Okay, this is personally it's it's my favourite one. Okay, <laughs> um, it's because it's got so much sass, and it's from our <laughs> old mate uh, Bob Bob Mondello. Um, shout out to Bob Mondello. We don't hey, know Bob. him. He's not an old mate. Um, <laughs> he said, <laughs> yet. Uh, he said, personally, I think I liked nothing better. <laughs> Woof. Ouch. How 
good is that? It's just oh, like mwah, cherry on top. Um, all right. So, Katie, hmm. um, after after uh, the those critics' reviews and a bit of yeah. info, yeah. what did you think about the movie? Uh, Look, I'm I'm not sure if it's because of the sour taste that the Master of Disguise left in my mouth last week, Kayla. But actually, I loved it. <laughs> Very good. Continue, please. Do go on. So, oh, can you hear that, Kayla? Can you hear that light buzzing? Bzz. Yeah, that irritable sound in my bzz. ears. Do you know what it is, Kayla? <laughs> Oh God! It's what? It's your argument. It's B fever, baby. Cause Hi-oh. I loved this movie. Hi-oh. <laughs> Hello. Oh, somebody get me a tissue. I got a fever. <laughs> okay, no, actually, I I genuinely was very much enjoying the film as we were watching it. Um, yeah. I like actually liked it. Um, again, I know the last movie that I watched was just the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. So I'm not sure if it's like just the, the comparison there. But yeah, I really liked the B movie. Katie, if that's all you're going to say during this argument is I really liked it. I loved it. Actually, I loved it. That's not an <laughs> argument. Oh, I've got, I've got. Arguments. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you ready for this? I think okay. so. I don't know. I'm terrified. <laughs> Um, all right, so I definitely think that the strongest part of the movie was the first probably like 25 minutes okay. where you're learning about the bee colony. They have a lot of like really fun world building. They've got these awesome like 60s honeycomb aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's like quite creative. There are a bunch of like pretty good jokes in there. Don't know if you caught this one, but the oh, I've had three days of primary school, three days of high school, three days of college, one day off to find myself. I just felt like that was a nice little... Nice little bit in yeah, there. Yeah, I, t- I tell you what I uh, wrote in in response to that. I said, "Ha ha ha, gags galore." Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Look, Dad jokes. <laughs> dad Still jokes. jokes. Still dad jokes. No, d- mm? don't even let me get into my beef with Dad jokes. <laughs> you've got beef with Ruby Rose, and you've got beef with Dad jokes. She knows what she, she did. She knows what she did. <laughs> um- <laughs> But I genuinely, I thought that the world building was like pretty cute. And then, okay, here's probably my favorite thing about the film. <laughs> and I'm getting a little bit deep here, as you know, that I love to do. Yes. I like to peel back the layers. Yes. And go, what were they really trying to do with this? Um, and I feel like the movie was surprisingly like anti-capitalist. It was very critical of like the American corporate like structures, this like false idea of you've got to work hard and you just got to keep working and then you'll be happy in life like it was quite critical of those ideas in fact ollie agreed with me ollie being my partner who watches all the movies with me Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so we had quite the intellectual discussion at the end about these themes (laughs) and we were trying to discuss like what would be the best way for me to mention it um and he ended up just writing out what he felt like it was talking about and so instead of trying to paraphrase him i thought i would read his quote if that's okay this is wild because i had my housemates do the same thing in a sense <laughs> in a sense i asked them what the movie was about <laughs> this is so funny all right um shall i read you ollie's thoughts yes he's a liar don't trust him but continue. he does have a master's degree so yeah yeah in, <clears throat> yeah that's probably yeah in architecture because <laughs> That's probably why he loved it so much, because bees make hives and stuff. <laughs> no, 
was so all right, dumb. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Ollie. Respect <laughs> your work. All right. B-movie functions as a satire of corporate America in its presentation of workers' identity and a celebration of Fordist labour structures, wherein workers are treated as highly specialised but ultimately interchangeable cogs in a machine for generating product. Boo. <laughs> oh, who was that? I just, oh think, I just think it was really clever. Uh, I enjoyed the, like, yeah, the satirization. I enjoyed the uh, examination of Fordism being, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, uh, Henry Ford and his <laughs> idea of the production line. Yeah, well, look, if, you, if you've got a master's degree and you know a lot of smart words, then, of course, you're going to sound smart, aren't you, Katie? <laughs> but there I'm are some folks like us. <laughs> there are some folks like us. Who just say that movie was dumb and it's just as valid? <laughs> Ollie is a gatekeeper. <laughs> but genuinely, though, I did like that they were like um, making all these jokes about uh, work not being everything, or like all these like bees who like give all their lives, they work until they die. They're all highly replaceable. I think they are themes that we can bring into the real world and be like, oh, maybe our like. Western societal structures, particularly in the workforce, are like maybe not that great for society. Yeah, thank but, you, B movie. But <laughs> that B movie, thank you. Katie. The B movie. That B movie. Thank you, the B movie. But don't you find that? <laughs> didn't you find that they were like, hey, this is a thing, no to capitalism? But then yes. they were just like, actually, yes to capitalism. <laughs> ah! Did you find mm. that at all? They went straight back to work, Katie. They said, we hate capitalism. It's good to mm, unionise, mm. which it is. And mm. then they're like, oh, but actually, we prefer to work 24-7. Oh, I, th- oh, I get what you mean. I think it's more <laughs> about the choice to to work. And so when they do go back at the end of the film, uh, I do think it's more about them making the choice and, like, they've probably got a much better work-life um, balance, you know? Okay, could you describe that balance for me? Do you think, do you think, are you, well, are you saying? Well, we know they have pools. They do have pools made of honey, might I add. Yeah, well, they love their honey. They apparently do. They do, very much so. Can I ask you a question about uh, about Always. the honey? Please. And and also in terms of the world building. Mm, mm. Now, they're, <laughs> they, they make honey. They produce honey. Yeah, yeah. Everything is honey. They, yes. he, he washes his mouth with honey he swims in honey he drinks honey he eats honey yeah the minute he leaves the hive he has Mm. a cup of coffee Mm. Mm. i don't understand that i don't think bees just live off honey Mm. um so factually I don't know if this was the best movie to portray the life of bees. Look, I'm going to play a rather obvious card on you, Kayla, right now, and you're going to feel a fool. It is a children's film. And I don't know if you know this, bees can't talk. So it's a children's show, Katie. I just heard you say that. (laughs) Now, I'm just going to say it. Yep. In what world is it okay for a children's show mm, mm. to have a storyline of a human mm. woman yes. having a relationship 
with a B. And I mean relationship in in terms of a sexual relationship. Well, I don't think we got any confirmation of that. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> I quote, he said, yeah. okay, I a lot of the movie was blah, 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 I'm a B. There was, <laughs> but in one moment, yes. he uses the word lust. Yeah, he did. Jerry Seinfeld uses, because that's who it is. It's not a character. I think it's you mean exactly Barry B. Him. Benson. Barry B. Seinfeld <laughs> says he uses the word lust. And mm. I'm just going to give you the definition of lust. Strong sexual desire. Okay. Look, I will not deny that <laughs> Barry B. Benson was definitely lusting after Vanessa Bloom. Which was Renee Zellweger's character. Yes, I know the characters this time because I did enjoy the film. Um, Fantastic. I think he definitely he definitely had feelings for her. They definitely played on that more than I wanted. But ultimately... How much more uh, than you wanted? Like, entirely more. Enti- okay, yeah, okay. Uh, so <laughs> I was not a fan of the romance. But I will, I will say, from Vanessa's perspective, I don't think she ever really had feelings for Barry. I think she was stuck in a bad relationship with Ken. And I think that Barry came in, was just nice to her, vaguely, and she was like, oh, Dip, I need to break up with my boyfriend and I need to get my life back on track. I don't think she had feelings for him. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's unpack all of that. Please, um, I'm ready. Right now. Hit so me. Ken, yes. Ken the boyfriend, who I believe... Arthur Warburton. <laughs> Arthur Warburton, old, old, old mate Arthur Warburton. <laughs> I still can't believe I called him Arthur Warburton. But, okay, so so for me, his mm. character was designed mm. so that he was, you know, the audience perceived him as the boyfriend who was laughably bad. Yeah. So that the audience wants her to dump him and then go fuck a bee. Oh, see, I disagree. I think <laughs> I think there's a pause in the middle there. And maybe you're outing oh. yourself here, Kayla. Uh, where I think we, the general public, we want her to break up with her boyfriend. Um, and then maybe but she just needs a B to charm her for well, her to realize that. I think, I think uh, it happens to all of us. You have a friend come into your life and they're have just Have you nice. ever been charmed by a B, Katie? <laughs> I was charmed by Barry B. Benson. Thank you very much. Um, he's a predator. <laughs> Stay away from that bee. <laughs> um, no, I did find the romance a little... I don't even think it was a romance, though, because if you think about it, the only time she really does anything that's reciprocal, reciprocal whatever, um, it's in his dream sequence. Yeah, but it's a bee sexualizing a woman and yeah. it's a kid's movie and the kids are like, yeah, the bee is our hero. So that means I can sexualize a woman I mean, anytime pretty, I want. I'm pretty sure there's a couple of sex jokes in The Incredibles. So if you really want to open this can of worms, don't you dare we got to go through do not, all. Do not you, don't you dare talk about <laughs> The Incredibles on this goddamn podcast. I will leave. I will quit this podcast. <laughs> If you All say right. one more, if you say one more fucking okay. word about the Incredibles, okay. Well. Um, <laughs> what I would like to say, just while we're touching on other animated films, mm-hmm. there was something a little moment that made me feel quite comfortable, quite safe. Yes. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. because it's 2020 and everything's on fire, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you noticed it. Uh, Barry B. Benson's best mate Adam, mm-hmm. voiced by Matthew Broderick, aka the voice of Simba from The Lion King. Yes, and I personally. Found that like a warm audio hug. 
I was like, yeah. that's a voice I'm familiar with. Yeah, I he's all grown that. up. He's all grown he's up. He's all grown up. He's a bee now. He's transferred from lion, king of the jungle, king of the pride. Yep. To, to a bee. To a busy bee. To a busy bee who stings a lawyer in the ass. He did do that. Yeah, he um, did. What are your thoughts on the accuracy of sort of the bee anatomy? I just want to I want to ask you about that just in terms of, you know, bees bees ha- having stingers, mm, um, mm. how many legs they have. Uh, uh, I assumed, yeah. I mean, I'm no bee expert. Uh, I'll put that on the record. Not, I'm no insect expert either. Mm-hmm. Um, I insect, assumed... In, insect bird? <laughs> Damn it. Damn, insect bird? How do I say it? Ex, expert insect bird? Keep going. No. You'll get it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, I'm assuming, I, I feel like bees have six legs, right? And I know Absolutely. that the bees in the film, you could only see four legs. Because they only had four legs. But in I a movie. choose to believe <laughs> that they had their little middle legs tucked up, not little, cozy, <laughs> just real cozy underneath their cute little striped sweaters, like T Rex arms. Yeah, just like close, tight in under, um, <laughs> uh, presumably for efficiency. Why are they wearing? Why are they wearing jumpers and not pants? Ah, uh, who doesn't love that get up? That's been my whole get up this year. I'm not allowed to walk around in public <laughs> like that. But what if society was okay with that, Kayla? Are you That's telling me I... you don't want to live in a society where you can walk around in a cute little striped yellow sweater and not have to wear restrictive and uncomfortable pants? Are you telling That's me you don't want to live in that world? No, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying, why does he get to do that? Oh, it's jealousy. It's I see. complete jealousy. I see. Makes I me furious. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue on with our bee anatomy. I just want to point out yes. um, that there are, with with honeybees, yeah. there are three types of honeybee. Yeah, um, yeah. They're the worker bee, the drone <laughs> bee, and the queen bee. Yeah, yeah. Now, in the bee movie... Mm. We had a plethora of of roles for bees. Yes, but they all seemed they all seemed to be bee. the same type, except for the pollen jocks. Ah, oh, let's talk about the pollen jocks. Let's goddamn heroes. Let's let's do it. Let's please. All right. You know what? Genuinely, I expected them to be bullies. They were set up. To be really mean. And you get that mm-hmm. whole scene where they're like, yeah, come out with us, 9am. No, no, no. I was fully anticipating they were going to leave him behind. They were going <laughs> to, I don't know, pull a prank on him. And then they just genuinely took him out for what was probably the coolest sequence in the movie. Where he that, nearly like, died. Well, yeah, but they were worried about him. It wasn't like they weren't cruel. They weren't like, oh, yeah, we'll leave him there and he can die. They were genuinely concerned. No, they were concerned because they were, were going to get in trouble. See, nah, nah, I think they were nice guys. And then they saved the day at the end. They saved New York City and, by they extension, were... the human race. Are you talking ill of these heroes? Absolutely talking ill of these heroes because <laughs> pollen jocks don't exist. Why are they called jocks? <laughs> why are they called jocks? Why, why are bees being... Masculinated. <laughs> Why is there so much hyper masculinity within the bee within bee culture? I mean, there is the queen. 
Yeah, but do we see her? We don't have to. Her presence is is so overtly there in, t- in terms of the entire um, famil- familial structure of the hive. Do you know what, Katie? What, what, Kayla? This familial structure is absolute bee-poo. I was going to say <laughs> horse shit, but let's, let's <laughs> team with the theme. <laughs> let's team with the theme. I just want to give you a couple more bee facts. Please hit me with the bee facts. Um, so our pollen jocks. Yep. Inaccurate. Um, because all of the worker bees are female. Mm. In a bee colony, all of the worker bees are female. Okay. And the drones, the drone bees, mm. they're the males who we hardly see because they're the ones who they they go in, they go, mm. oh, get a queen, and then they fly off to reproduce with other queens to start a new colony. Mm. That is all they are good for. Mm. But we have we have bloody pollen jocks. We've got Matthew Broderick who's mm. quit his job as a lion mm. and retired to like and and quit his job as a lion and started working <laughs> as a bee which is ridiculous it to clearly me. Clearly was making him happy. <laughs> I don't think he was I don't think he was happy. Okay. He looked okay. like he'd aged. You know what I mean? <laughs> he had aged. Then we've got Jerry Seinfeld, Barry Benson, who is yep. just like forcing his comedy on us yet again. <laughs> And the only female roles that we see in this fucking B movie, yeah, yeah, is Renelle, Renee Bloomsfield. <laughs> <laughs> Renee Bloomsfield, yeah, who, who says, "Is it O to be in the tournament of roses? It's every florist's dream. <laughs> it's something about flowers." She's <laughs> like, "I love nothing better than flowers. All flowers are my life." What's wrong with that, Kayla? Because it's like. She's supposed to be one of the leads, but all she plays mm. is a flower-loving mm. love interest of a bee. I mean, I, genuinely, I did find her vocal performance quite funny. There were a few bits that absolutely got me. For example, when she first is talking to Barry and she thinks she's dreaming, mm. that bit where she out of nowhere stabs herself with a fork... I chortled. Yeah. I chortled quite a lot. <laughs> you had a nice little, you had a cheeky yeah. chortle. And then there was a bit right after when she's just pouring coffee on the floor and he asks her if she's all right and she just says no. And I was like, if that's not relatable in 2020, the year of our Lord. Pair that with the fact that her face holds no emotion whatsoever. <laughs> and that's terrifying, Katie. It's not, it's no longer funny. It's terrifying. <laughs> Um, I found the quote. Okay, so okay. she says, my only interest is flowers. It's just efficient storytelling, isn't it? Here's our character. Here's the one thing she likes. Efficient? <laughs> the one thing she the likes. The one thing that she likes. So you're saying efficiency over complex characters. Is that it, what you prefer? Oh, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if it always has to be a choice, but I think that having clarity in your narrative is like probably one of the most important things. So, Well, Ren- Renee Flower Gal didn't have a choice with I mean, this, her- that's for sure. Her surname is Bloom. So they're really, they're just <laughs> driving home flowers, florist, one interest. Do you think she symbolised just like a flower a plant and they're like let's call her they didn't want to call her flower bloom because that was too obvious so they're I'm just like let's just call her lily i know i'm surprised she wasn't a flower talking like why couldn't that happen why didn't we have that why did we have to have humans and bees why couldn't we have a flower and a bee 
Why did it have to be a human and a bee? Well, I think it would have been very traumatic when all the flowers were dying. (laughs) If they had been anthropomorphic, they were like, no, die. It was was traumatic enough when we see him fantasizing about this human woman. Can I just, on that dream sequence... Yes. Uh, Genuinely, one of the reasons I actually really enjoyed this movie is how bonkers it was. Oh, my God. Just the amount of times they were, like, doing something. It was, like, just wild. Just absolutely insane. And I love that in a movie. Honestly, it's it almost felt like 10 or so short stories <laughs> about different things and the same B was in it. Mm. You know what I mean? So so that that sort of brings me on to what my housemates were saying about it. Oh yeah. Cuz I said, "Hey, what do you think this is about?" Um Somebody said money really changes people. All of these have question marks at the end because we're not sure. Uh, is this about slavery? Yeah, um, yeah. I have written this... honey slaves to the white men. <laughs> Who? Okay, they were all they were white bees, <laughs> white Jewish bees. <laughs> I think you mean beeish. <laughs> beeish. I hope she's not beeish. I mean, I hope she is beeish. Oh my god, ridiculous! Bees need to be exploited. Mm. Um. Oh, and then I've written. Oh, now it's become a bee heist movie. I mean, do you not like a heist movie? I do, but when when it's there the whole time and not for five minutes. Oh, I love a little taste of something new. Just throw we in got- a little dash of a heist. Just a <laughs> little dash of heist. Just a dash of heist. A little, a little teaser. A little. Da- you know what? I think you're right. I think this movie is a melting pot of genres. I think overall. It's like a fun family film, but you've got a little dash of illegal drama. You've got a little dash uh, investigating slavery. Not deep enough, arguably, but it's there. Uh, you got a little dash of a rom-com. you got a little dash of a heist movie. you got a little dash of, uh, I suppose, rape culture and the patriarchy. Um, you got a little... We also got a, got a little dash about uh, how men deal with their emotions. Yeah... Apparently, yeah. and apparently that's funny. Although, although, yes. uh, I feel like they were showcasing uh, Patrick, sorry, Arthur Warburton's <laughs> um, <laughs> toxic masculinity uh, bad uh, as a bad thing. Yeah, but then, but then pair that. Okay, so you've got let's. This is a kids movie, all right. Let's it put is. on our little kitty glasses my and be like, okay, I'm watching glasses. it through. I'm watching this through my young child I've eyes. I've got a yoga. I'm ready to go. Okay, very good. I've got my Tamagotchi. <laughs> so you're saying he's seen as the villain? Yeah. Well, we s- yeah. is he seen as the villain, I would you say? I think he's a villain. I think he is a uh, a comedic side character. Um, he tries to burn down the house and is constantly uh, yelling about everything. He did try to murder the bee. That's fair. That's fair. He is a villain of the story. He's I would argue of- that the villain is corporate America, but please continue. Well, apparently the villain was the boyfriend. The villain was the beekeepers, which is ridiculous. <laughs> are you How kidding? Amazing. Beekeepers are the villains. Like, Haha, we're gonna steal the honey. Ha-ha. <laughs> Our honey, more money. It's like, what are you talking about? We Bee- take like- the honey and we get the money. Beekeepers, the beekeepers that I know, which are none. I don't know any, but this is how I'm imagining them. They're all old people who are retired and they're like, oh, I want to learn more about bees. I love them. You know, they care about bees. 
I do think it was quite unfair to uh, unfair. as a representation of beekeepers. Oh my god, so much talk. Let's talk about the representation but, in this but movie. But just quickly, Kayla, in the narrative of the story, truly those bees being sentient were basically being kept as slaves. So are you arguing for slave owners here in this moment? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, not at all. This is... <laughs> I just, it wasn't an accurate representation. It wasn't even an accurate representation of slavery. No, it wasn't. And if we're going to talk about slavery, what's happening within the bee community itself, which had its own hierarchy of things, and it had so many, like, corporate, huge, big businesses called, like, Hunnex Mm -hmm. or Comb Bros. (laughs) Comb Bros. It had all of that. So it was like a mini America inside of America. Exactly. It's a satire of corporate American work structures. See, you're getting it now. But isn't there there slavery Mm. within the bee community anyway? Mm. I think that's a parallel to work (laughs) culture of like you work hard and you like don't ever get any breaks because that's what you're like taught to do. And I think it's it's not good. Um, you mentioned the star-studded cast before. I did. There was a name that you left off the list, which I believe is my slam dunk. Okay. Because Oprah Winfrey is a voice in this film. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say Kathy Bates. <laughs> Equally iconic. Um, but, no, Oprah Winfrey is a character in this film. She voices the judge. And I just... I just question, Kayla, your decision to question Oprah Winfrey's choices. Who are you to question Oprah? God damn, I love Oprah Winfrey. She's a terrible judge. How can you not love Oprah Winfrey? <laughs> terrible judge? Terrible judge. In what? She's like, <laughs> okay, first off, how could she let this court, how could she, how could she let this case go to court? A woman's like, hey, um, bees talk to me and um, they actually want to sue the human race. Um, so can I just take it to the Supreme Court? And Oprah Winfrey's like, sure. It's bloody entertaining. Are you telling me, Kayla? Court's you not are... meant to be entertaining. It's meant okay, to be. Okay, but you're, you're a judge, right? You're there all day. You're overseeing yeah. boring merges or like the <laughs> worst one... of humanity, whatever it For is. For one second I thought you were saying I was a literal you judge. Are... You're and, a judge. And I was like, wait a sec, what? Am I? <laughs> you are. Look down, you're wearing the robes. And the oh wig. Oh, my God. How did that happen? And the gavel. <gasps> um... <laughs> All right, but for the purposes, you're a judge. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. You're presiding over the, all of this boring stuff all day. You're good at your job. You're doing it. Someone comes to you, puts on your desk a tiny little bee, and that bee's like, hey, this is not okay. Can I go to court? Obviously, you're going to say yes because there is a talking bee on your desk, and that's amazing. Are you telling me you would say no to that? Are you telling me you would let another judge be the judge in the bee case? <laughs> If that bee flew across your desk. <laughs> I actually have no answer for yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You would. Because I would. <laughs> you would, right? Don't question Oprah, Kayla. I'm question- okay, I'm questioning Oprah's behaviour throughout the whole court case. <sighs> what do you She's mean? She's not a good judge. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I think She's letting a so- live bear into a courtroom is absolutely incredible. 
she didn't even bring him in. Barry the Bee Seinfeld organized that. And then the bear's in chains. And then it's like, oh, you can go now. And the bear's chill. I loved that. Okay, so let's go Consumate back to... Consummate professional bear. Ridiculous because they're, they're spreading this propaganda about bears and he pays that bear to do that. I will say there was a lot of anti-bear propaganda in that. And as a Paddington stand from way back, I don't like that. Anti-bear, anti-wasp. <laughs> Pro-mosquito. Pro-mosquito, but also mm-hmm. are mosquitoes, what do you think mosquitoes are representing? Are they addicts? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, that's a little lays that you're putting onto a 20-second moment of a character. But yeah. you're right, the movie does have layers. Maybe it is trying to look at addiction culture. As well as <laughs> corporate America, yeah. as well as slavery, as well as bees, it as well as nature. It is a layered honeycomb of a film. It's too many layers. <laughs> you get hot and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> um, just um, another layer for you. Oh, God. Wonderful environmentalist message. That's truly where the film ends up. What are you going to do without bees, right? We are going to die. Yeah. You will get pregnant and you will die. You will die. <laughs> That's I what mean, we need bees for. I would have <laughs> I would have rather, because like the movie itself could have taken this turn because it took so many jumps and leaps and yes. turns and twists. Yeah. It totally could have turned into like an apocalyptic um, thriller. I would have been okay when, with when that. When all the thing, you know, and I think kids, the kids would have been fine with that because they were exposed to a bee wanting to fuck a woman. They were exposed you to know incest. What, Can I just quickly? You're talking about that like it's a bad thing. If I recall correctly, I believe last week you made the argument that children's films should have more sex. Please continue your... uh... (laughs) Oh, my God, Katie. (laughs) I I blacked out last week. (laughs) Didn't we all? I say things and I don't mean any of them. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to say. You've won the whole argument. (laughs) All right, folks, see you later. (laughs) All right, should we we go on to our our favorite thing about the movie? Um, absolutely. I do want to ask you. Oh, please, please go. <laughs> I want to ask you um, just one thing. What yeah. did you think of uh, when um, Simba, yes, whatever his name is, yes. Simba stung the lawyer in the bum and then he described um, what it felt like. Mm-hmm. What, what, what did, what did um, that remind you of? Mm. Look, he does describe it as ecstasy um (laughs) he does use that word i was deeply uncomfortable in that moment but i think i was meant to be i think they were like it's been a fun kids movie we've been satirized we've been touching on all these topics and now we're gonna throw something at you and you're gonna feel a little uncomfortable about it i like to be challenged in in my films don't you i mean they definitely didn't preface the movie with that they didn't say hey you're gonna be challenged in this they said (laughs) Bees can do the impossible. Fuck humans. <laughs> That's what I was like. Okay, quite aggressive. Okay. The whole movie. The whole movie was so aggressive with everything that it did. I think it was bonkers, and I loved it for it. I don't think two thousand and seven was ready for the film. 
I don't think we as a society collectively were ready and in a place for B-movie. I feel like if it dropped now, I think we would be talking very differently. I think it should be changed. Here's what my opinion. I think it should be changed into sort of an art space, like a moving art piece. (laughs) So that you walk through it and then you just hear little snippets because that's what it felt like. It felt like a stream of consciousness without anything linking. It just felt like, ah, yes, I lust after a woman, woman, woman. (laughs) Hi, I'm a pollen jock, jock, jock. (laughs) I mean, I lost a cousin to Italian Vogue. It's a very good bit. It's very very good. good. That genuinely, I laughed quite a lot of that. Um, Yeah, but also I just... I, I tried to laugh, but I just couldn't because it was Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> there was one part in it um, where I was like, yes, they're really onto something. Uh, and it's when <laughs> it's when Jerry's dad says, you're not funny. <laughs> I do. I do think I'm a bit at an advantage. I don't. Uh, I've never seen Seinfeld outside of uh, waiting for it to end before I could watch The Simpsons. Um, every night after school. So I, I, and I haven't really ever engaged in his comedy. So I don't have the, the Seinfeld baggage mm, that I do think yeah. that a lot of people come into the film with. Yeah. He and did, I do think that was a gift to me. <laughs> he did not do, I don't think he did anything um, in between Seinfeld and the B movie. I think like this was his next comeback. And I will tell you that he dressed up as a B. Incredible. And zipped lined um across buildings in uh-huh. um in Cannes yeah. for the Cannes Film uh-huh. Festival yeah. to <laughs> to advertise the Are you movie. telling me that that is not incredible? Are you telling me that if Idris Elba did that for a movie that he was in that you would not lose your goddamn mind? No, because we know that Idris Elba would not do that. I don't know. This He's is a, a pretty cool dude. Yeah, no, but okay, he would make it cool. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, for Jerry Seinfeld, it's a cry for help. <laughs> it's an absolute cry for help. I think, I think we just disagree um, on the best. 100%. <laughs> this whole podcast is about, about us disagreeing. Was there anything that you liked? Um, Genuinely, yes. was there anything that you liked? Let's wait. So sorry. I This doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Why were they calling everything like. Hey, let's call it B Larry King. B la la la. Okay, I do have a theory. It's like they're talking in third person. I have a theory about that particular. I think there was like a 10 minute part in the script where this Mm -hmm. in particular was happening a lot. And you're right, it was the B Larry King bit. And it was pretty weak. Uh, My theory is uh, that they had written the whole script, right? And it had been sent along. They're in the recording, they're animating it. Um, And then someone, when you're going through it, did knock a big pot of honey onto those three pages of the script. Mm -hmm. Um, And as we all know, there's only ever one copy of a script. Only ever one. And so on the fly, Jerry's nephew had to just, because he was there, obviously. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, crap, I've got to write the B movie. And I mean, (laughs) he's a six-year-old boy. He doesn't know what. Uh, how to do bee puns so obviously just uh be larry king are you are you saying that he wrote the entire script no 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 just the just that just Just the larry king bit just that bit 
That's <laughs> that bit that really didn't so, work for me. Because and because he's six years old, he's yeah. like, Oh, I have to remember that we're talking about bees. Yeah. So he's like, Oh, this this person, B Larry King. B Larry King. King. Yeah. Oh look, I'm gonna go have a shower, so it's gotta be a bee, bee shower. shower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Cause I was gonna say it it um really really confused me because it was almost like they were talking in third person whilst also talking in first person. Mm. Mm. Um I mean, and it's a cool trend. Maybe we should bring it into human speech. <laughs> human Kayla doesn't understand why you think that's okay, Katie. Well, human Kayla, human Kayla, human Katie thinks it's pretty cool, actually. You know, maybe I'll go have a human cup of tea a bit later. I've had a human bath this morning. As opposed to what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bath. Well, I wouldn't have the same bath that a bee would have. Kayla, so bees can't have baths. How dare you? I think you're thinking too human centric. I think they're thinking too human centric. (laughs) (laughs) I just sound like I'm like, no, mum, you don't understand me. (laughs) What? So what did you like? What did you? Okay, so what I liked, um, one of my favourite bits was. It was such a brief moment. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> I wrote, why are they pollinating flowers like Salt Bay? Because <laughs> there's a bit where, he, like, they have their pollinating guns yeah. or whatever, which is very weird. Yeah. Um, and then they sprinkle it with their fingers like like Salt Bay, yeah. and it's just mwah. Um, I I really did appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? That was I also, excellent, yeah. Um, I also got literal shivers when he said, you like jazz? Oh. Just just from all those videos that we've seen. It was beautiful. I, I think I had only seen this movie once many, many years ago. Mm. Um, and then obviously uh, existing now, I've seen all the memes um, yep. and heard you say it last week when I didn't recognise it. And then <laughs> hearing it in the bee flesh was just... B flesh. <laughs> oh my god. Disgusting. <laughs> um so my little my favorite my favorite thing. Um I've I genuinely really enjoyed a lot of it. Um right. again, 2020's been rough. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I literally have written out so many quotes that I enjoyed as Oh it was my god, happening. let's go through them. Let's I don't go even, through them. I would literally take all day. Let me just <laughs> All of the bee puns. Uh, the little lawyer bee was pretty funny when he made him sign the waiver. Really enjoyed. Uh, I really love when things are really little or things are really big. That's mm-hmm. just something that genuinely really appeals to me. Um, Great. Oh, okay, this is this is my favourite part. It's not even one of the jokes, but it's just it was their little fuzzy butts. <laughs> They're little fuzzy butts. They're little tiny fuzzy bee butts. They're little bee bums. And like the animation was way better than I was expecting it to be. I mean, I know it's 2007. My brain was like picturing 1997 quality animation. Which, but it it was bad. It was. (laughs) No, it was was Okay, 
So I do, I do want to hear your log line, like your yes. your your tagline. But yeah. I also want, I want us to go into the writing room of, okay. of the B movie, and the B writing room. Yeah, I've got the my B, B writing pen. room of this B grade movie um, <laughs> with all the boys. We would um, be the only six, women, yeah, and, and six year old Mr. Seinfeld. <laughs> Is there any sort of story that you would have liked to explore Look, of the characters or because there were many that were explored? Look, if I'm So in it the, seems like, yeah. you know, if I'm in the out. B writing room, what I really want to do, I think the movie's perfect as is. I don't want to change anything about it because I okay. loved it. It's a solid mm-hmm. B+. Plus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to write a sequel. Oh. And I want to write a sequel when uh, a little bit is more Is it called reflective. the B-quel? Oh, is it called the, the Bequel? Of course it's the Bequel. Um, and it's more about, uh, that was made in 2007, I think he said. Yeah. Um, very specific time. We're all starting to be aware of a bit more of climate change. We're all starting to take these things seriously. But, you know, the world's still fun. We were in year seven. Yeah. Drawing, drawing covers on our books. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's 2020 now. We're adults. We pay taxes. Some of us have jobs. <laughs> Few of us have jobs. Uh, kids, kids should start paying tax, <laughs> taxes. By the way, I remember I did say that last week. <laughs> okay, anyway, sorry. Continue. No, that important point. Important point. Um, I want to make the bequel for 2020, which is it's quite it's quite a lot darker. It's mm-hmm. quite a lot. I might go talk to Warner Brothers and their DC wing because it it does require that level of dark. Um, because obviously most of the bees have died. Bees are missing. And I really just want to lean into that environmentalist, maybe do a little bit of a post-apocalyptic. Mad Max Fury Road was huge. I want B. Furiosa, one of the last queens of her hive, going mm-hmm. out trying to find other bees so they can save the world. And maybe they can't. I love a, I love a downer ending. Maybe they can't. Oh, my God. What if... Okay. <laughs> Okay, what if we had, like, a B-crime TV show and it okay. was called, like, something like SBU and it Obviously. was, like, special bees dun, unit. Dun, bzz, 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 bzz. <laughs> and Benjamin Bratt can be in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's already BB. Oh, my God, SBU. He's already BB. Oh, my God. It's happening again, Katie. <laughs> We're in on it. <laughs> All right. That's fucking brilliant. Uh, can you please tell me your tagline? All right. So it's B-movie, mm-hmm. thinking globally, acting locally. <laughs> that sounds like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I was just trying to tie it back to that environmental message. You were talking, you were, you were criticising the fact that they all went back to work in the end. Yeah, That truly, they were acting locally, locally, <laughs> locally, but yeah. thinking globally, they were saving the world with the actions mm-hmm. that they were doing at home. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Mm. That's fair. Do you have That's one? very wholesome. Thank you. It was um, a wholesome I... film. <laughs> Unlike the sequel. <laughs> I, um, I don't have one, but I'll just make one up. All right. Ready? Uh, the B movie. What is happening? <laughs> All also, in capitals. Also fair. Also fair. Also fair. Mm. All right, do you want to know what I've got in store for us next time? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, please. All I'm... right, so your clue mm-hmm. uh, is that I 
I'm going to take us back to high school. Get out. And I'm going to take us to Rydell High. Are you? It's the word. It's the word. Grease 2 is the word, baby. You're shit. Yeah, we're going there, baby. We're going musicals. We're going Michelle Pfeiffer. We're going back to Rydell High. Nobody wanted to go back. <laughs> well, we're going. <laughs> Thank you so much for this. <laughs> uh, if you want to uh, share your excellent thoughts about the B movie with us, feel free to look us up on all our socials. On Instagram, we are at Actually I Loved It. On Twitter, we're at Aileypod, that's A-I-L-I pod. If you want to send us an email with some suggestions or any of your thoughts, it's actuallyiloveded at gmail.com. I was literally about to read out our password again, which is again. always a mistake. Which I did say was going to be a week three treat. It's yeah, week four week now, four. so you know what? We're just gonna we're, we're just gonna keep holding that. you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want, <laughs> give us a rotten tomato review of the podcast. <laughs> don't, don't. We have feelings. <laughs> we do have feelings. We can't be kind. A be kind. Be kind. <laughs> All right, guys. Hooroo. Hooroo. <laughs> oh, my God, Katie. <laughs> that was a hot mess in the best way. I hope so. I did genuinely enjoy the movie. Gay bees. Where are my lesbians? Oh, that was horrible. If you ever say that again, I will never say that again. Okay, everyone, this is the last message. I swear, we just recorded a lot of things out of order, and this is what happened. We would just like to say a huge thank you to Imogen Siegler for producing the wonderful audio that you heard for our episode. You can follow her on Spotify and listen and find more of her music there. Just type in Imogen Siegler, that's C-Y-G-L-E-R, and you'll be sure to find her. Bye.